Hey, Derek. <laughs> what is it? You know what's going to happen now, right? People are going to talk in the comments section about how your microphone's not correctly oriented. No, the best part about this is it filters your voice, and your, it's a pop filter against you, so you're no longer poppy. Oh, apparently we don't need that anyway. You know what we do need? Some introductory comments. Hello and welcome. No, before you do that, you have to clap. Oh, shit. You're getting so good at that. I can now adjust my microphone. I don't need a pop filter because Derek has clapped. Welcome to episode 55 of The Carmudgeon Show. Hello and welcome. Oh, you just did that part. Yeah. And the next part is part. Part of the Haggerty. What do you call it? You call it the, the Haggerty, Haggerty Broadcast, Broadcast Network, Network. But yeah. it's actually the Haggerty Podcast Network. They're both two syllables. Uh -huh. They both basically mean the same thing. A podcast is a broadcast and a broadcast is a podcast. In fact, the second half of both of the words is identical. They are both types of cast. Sponsored by the Helena Rubinstein Foundation. I mean, is that... <laughs> or no, that was brought to you by the Helena Rubinstein. Who is Helena Rubinstein and what did she do? I don't know. Should we Google it? She probably gave a lot of money to PBS or something. Hmm. Anyway. It's a cause. Public, public education. She's probably a nicer person than either one of us. If, also true. Although she didn't educate the public well enough about getting driving licenses. I think nobody should be allowed to get a driving license. I am enraged. You? Because I drove here today. <laughs> and this happens every time I drive anywhere. Ever. Yes. Especially anywhere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially any place ever. Unless there are no other people on the road. Yes, which would happen if nobody was allowed to get a driving license. What makes you so special? Um, we should go do a proficiency check for, for motoring certification and then make an establishment from there. Okay, uh, do we have a topic or a oh, sponsor? Yeah. I don't know. No one tells me this stuff. Am I buzzing? I feel like I have Somebody's a buzz buzzing. Yeah. This is weird buzzing laptop issue. Whatever. I'll move the laptop oh, at some point. Is it better? That, it's better. Yes, Look, I don't care. Much better. Uh, it's, it's not that I don't care. I'm sorry. Thank you very much for watching this show and listening to us on all the podcast providers, including Apple and Spotify and your other whatever. Haggerty it's, Podcast ha Network. Yes. Um, is that actually a thing? Um, I mean, I, Haggerty Insurance is definitely a thing. I know because they've cut me a check. And then I cut them a check. And then they cut me. It's like, you know, it's basically a bank account where I put in money and then I have claims and I take it I out. mean, if the actuarial science is correct, then you should be giving them more money than they're giving you. No, no. Uh, once Ever, you take no, my salary. <laughs> collectively, the entire population of, of Haggerty customers. Otherwise, that's, that's how insurance works. Yeah, but if in my case, I think I actually broke even-ish. Until you factor in my salary, in which case I'm winning. In one particular, so you're a deadbeat customer. Yeah, seven dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a topic because the craziest shit happened to me. I'm allowed to curse. Fucking craziest shit happened to me this weekend. Tell me. Uh, so I was in the back room of a nightclub. Uh, no, um, you should get that checked. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, not by Jesus. Wasn't that oh, was not Easter? It's some sort. Of, we're not. You're not supposed to make religious. No, I should. You said it, I should. You should get that checked, but not by Jesus. What happened this weekend? Um, so on Saturday night, <clears throat> I was I went to bed at a reasonable time, like eleven o'clock. And as I'm turning the lights off, I remember that Sunday morning I was going to a Cars and Coffee, and my buddy Alden resurrected his Corrado after like ten years of like you know slumber and things breaking and whatnot and 
he I'm about to hit 25 years with my car. He's about to hit 26 with his Corrado and he's younger than me. He's had this wow. car since he was like four or something. And so we were both going to this cars and coffee and I thought why well, we should have our Corrado Scirocco twins there. And as I'm going to bed, I'm remembering that the Scirocco is at the warehouse and I don't have it with me. And I'm like, oh, I'll just get it in the morning. And then I'm, then, you know, you start to, your mind goes, I'm like, does it have gas in it? Is it clean? Shit. That means I'm going to have to get up at like 630 and go to the warehouse and get the car and clean it and whatever. Mm, fuck it. Get out of bed. And I drove over to the warehouse then to pick up the Scirocco. And th this is a very special episode here because if you're watching this, we have live images projected onto a television that I can change. Hypothetically. In theory. Yeah. So. Oh my God, it worked. Okay, at least it worked once. So for those of you listening on a, on the Haggerty Podcast Network, on a podcast provider, as opposed to the Ubes, the Ubes, tubes, tubes of Ubes, yeah. Um, well, you know, we're looking at a picture taken very legally. <coughs> I don't have COVID. I tested twice negative this morning. Uh, this morning, um, uh, I'm sorry, hold on. I tested negative twice this morning, but I do have a stroke. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It's early. I need more this, caffeine. This episode is like your Mercedes diesel, which wouldn't start. Yeah, started but didn't run. He's awake, but he's kind of dumb. Um, so anyway, so 11 o'clock at night-ish, I'm driving on the highway, and I see this light signature, like 50 cars in front of me, and I have no idea. I've never seen those rear lights before. So I do felonious speeds, catch up to it, only to see it's a fucking Volkswagen XL1, which looks ridiculous in this picture let me it doesn't even come close to demonstrating oh i hit the mic how ridiculous it looked on the road so i take this picture and i'm like oh my god what incarnation is an xl1 doing in the bay area or it's in like the california. united states yeah. anywhere yep so i take the picture post it <clears throat> or i take the picture next morning post it on my way to cars and coffee and later on, I come back to a million tags in on Instagram where people had tagged this guy named Jim McGill. And apparently he was driving this car cross country to do an Alzheimer's benefit. Hmm. And I'm like, this is amazing. How does one legally do that? Uh, the car lives at the Lane Museum in Nashville, oh, yes. Tennessee. That place, mm -hmm. so, their Instagram is fucking wild. You're just like, I've never heard of any of this stuff and it's all outrageous. It is pretty cool i mean there i this is the one museum that i keep wanting to go to and for whatever reason just timing never works out but oh, it's in tennessee which is not convenient it's not for me i literally drove through there and i was supposed oh, to go because well, i don't know what your excuse is i mean it's just timing i've I never like, been to, to tennessee i don't go south of the mason dixon line if i can avoid it you'll get shot i'll get lynched yeah <laughs> i'll get shot you'll get lynched um yeah so anyway so i just thought this was like amazing like wow that's crazy people recognized him then I get tagged in a post that just says something along the lines of like this random guy at Jason Camisa took, captured a very stressful moment where I was driving the XL1 following an ambulance because my husband had just taken been taken to the emergency room. Hmm. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Turns out the driver of the car had a medical emergency, went to the ER, and this was his husband driving the car back from the hospital to their friend's house where they were staying for the night. So I immediately messaged back. I'm like, hey, I hope you guys are okay. If you need anything, let me know. Check my Instagram DM request. And there is a message from Jim saying like, hey, hope you don't mind that we reposted your photo. Um, you know, whatever. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I'll send you the original because it's highly retouched, whatever. But how can I help? 
He's like, no, it's all fine. We we're just doing this thing for research and I, I'm in the hospital. I'm in Marin General. And I'm like, I live five minutes away from there. What do you need? Nothing. No, we're good. Like, do you need somewhere to stay? He's like, no, I'm not leaving the hospital. But, you know, we're all good. Why don't you come by tomorrow morning and look at the car? It'll be in the hospital parking lot. Like, okay, that's that's sweet. Like, it's an XL1. I've never seen one in person. Get up the next morning to a message from him, wake up to a message from him. He's like, so apparently you're a thing. Um, and by the way, I should say that the Lane Museum and Haggerty do, I believe, a lot of work together. I know that when we, one of my coworkers rolled a Tantra that belongs to the Lane Museum. Wow, that's mm -hmm. a fun phrase that well, no one has ever said before. My coworker rolled a Tantra? Yeah. In fact, it was said a lot in the Nazi party because you know that these Tatras were so unstable that the Nazi party pro prohibited, pro forbade, forbade any officers from driving Tatras because they were all dying in them. Hmm. So my coworker, Sam Smith, who's, heart is larger than his brain decided to find out just what made them so evil handling and, and he did it. yeah and he did um i say that as a joke to sam but you know he did roll a fucking museum tantra and somehow thank god didn't get hurt a t87 or a tantra plan or a know. 603 we'll have or an insert of this it wound up all over the internet how do you not know this you know everything mm. and mm. i like tantras too oh yeah so apparently um do, I've never rolled one, though, do not because I've never driven one. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to drive one to roll one. You can just push it over like cow tipping. Mm. But apparently they are very easy to roll because they're swing axles. And they you, know, you can see in the photo right before it happened, like the, the wheel tucked under. They had released some pressure out of the rear, rear tire. So the tire tucked under, the wheel tucked under, and just boom, right over. And it was a low-speed thing. Thank God Sam didn't get hurt because you don't want to roll a you know, 1930s car. 40s, 30s, whatever. Well, that's why I asked what model it was. Probably, oh God, that's sad. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's being fixed. Haggerty insured. Like you can't have hag. You can't work for an insurance company and roll one of your clients' cars, <laughs> museum cars, and then say, "Well, I guess it's total. Do you want a Chevy Bolt instead?" Uh, no. So I'm sure it's um, it's you know it's in process of being fixed. Anyway, so he's like, "So apparently you're a thing. Why don't you come and take the car for the day?" And I'm like, uh, take an XL1 for the day on Memorial Day on a holiday? <laughs> I couldn't. So I did. <laughs> and I spent the day yesterday driving Ferdinand Piech's crowning achievement. Is this the Piech episode? This is not the Piech episode. How do you pronounce Piech episode? Is it Piech episode? Yeah, that. I mean, I, I think it's so fun that we keep promising to do an episode on Ferdinand Piech, and it's been years now. It's yes. got to be two years. Literally. I. I think we're just going to be like a tease who never puts out. Mm. That's why people keep watching. They're just waiting. As soon as they, if, we, if we ever were to do the episode, then nobody would watch. The they wouldn't show watch after. it again. It's like your mom said, if you, if you put out, you don't get a second date. Oh, that's the problem. Didn't your, <laughs> didn't your mom tell you that? She did not. Or she was like, just put out and do it, get it over with. <laughs> yeah. you got to do the um, quality assessment early on. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna go down this road. so anyway um this is the anti-veyron i yes. mean okay what, what does it have in common with the veyron that it it's um mid-engined hmm. mid-engined and uh no the doors are not the same dual clutch automatic has, okay mm -hmm. this um, has this is billionaire doors but the veyron doesn't yeah so it outranks the veyron in terms of doors mm -hmm. uh, is carbon construction mm. it has that in common with it Rear wheel drive, which is half of in common with the Veyron. So not. Mm -hmm. um, it has is it a turbocharged. No, it's a it naturally aspirated eight hundred and I think twenty something cc 
It's an 800 something CC twin diesel, naturally aspirated diesel. It makes wow. that's like the engine that you would put in like a pumping station in the 1920s. Yeah, no, because not, not, not diesel. 20s. That's a, the weirdest thing. It makes the coolest noises. Like from the outside, it doesn't particularly sound good. It's it sounds you know like an air pump. Inside, you get two cylinder. <coughs> Jesus, two cylinder like lawnmower noises, but as a diesel. Never heard that before. It's kind of like um. It sound. It sounds exactly like. This is going to sound like an insult, but I mean as a compliment. It sounds exactly like a broken rocker on a single overhead cam, like M twenty. It's a parallel twin. Uh, like inline twin or flat two. You don't know. Or V twin. You can't really see it, and I didn't know. I mean, this was kind of like a surprise. I was at College and Coffee, and I just it, it happened. So I don't know. It's it's a two cylinder of eight hundred and something cc's and it makes like forty seven kilowatts, so I think all in with high, and a hybrid obviously, um, so it's obviously. a plug in hybrid. Oh really? Well, okay. Let's let's back up for a second. The point of this car, so Piesh's thing was let's be the best at everything. There was like a fuel economy target that was insane, right? And that's what uh, the the car is called XL one, and that was the target one. Uh, wait, gallon per no it's not one miles per gallon mm. it's not one liter per 100k oh really was it yeah it was one liter per this 100K. was this was originally called the, the volkswagen one liter car and um, that's not displacement <laughs> no no it doesn't even have one liter of displacement the idea was <coughs> i guess that mucinex didn't work <clears throat> the goal was one liter per 100 kilometers which is something on the order of 200 and 50 miles per gallon holy hell yeah um and uh, so so what was your fuel economy for your trip uh, we're not gonna talk about what i did <laughs> yet um <laughs> but apparently so in this got a rating of 0 0.9 liters per hundred it was 280 miles per gallon holy hell yeah and the deal is it's a plug-in hybrid so it's got i think a 5.5 kilowatt hour battery just the little guy just, that's pretty big for a plug-in hybrid how much does it weigh it's 1750 and weight is not really all that relevant but coefficient of drag of 0 0.19 okay on a shape with no frontal area and there will be other pictures of this thing where you can see how it is tiny i mean on that let me see if i can get back to that previous picture you see well it doesn't really look it's really low and really narrow there's a lot of lane on uh, the right side of there's the car there's a lot of you, hold on, there will be oh, look this is this was my holiday lying on the ground with my bald spot showing um let's see what other pictures i put in here oh, it has no mirrors that's very illegal. It has no mirrors. It's the coolest thing. There, the image that comes out of those uh, of those screens is the best high def like HDR image I've ever seen in my life. How old is this thing? I think this one is for, uh, 20, 2014. Hmm. I mean, they're ten years old at this point, and that that camera's HDR is unbelievable. The, the image is unreal. The hardest part is trying to figure out where that car actually is because we're used to looking in a mirror and we know like size things are and where they are so the first couple 40 lane changes i made were very like i hope there's no one there you know especially when i was in traffic and the rear like, quarter visibility <clears throat> there is none mm -hmm. there's no visibility behind you there's no rear view mirror there's no backup camera which is kind of fucked up like they put side cameras in but no backup camera that's weird yeah um did they sell these to the public they did they made 200 of them really look at the teardrop shape the wow. rear wheels <coughs> the rear it's track like is citroen sm yeah but way more aggressive like it doesn't really show all that well in the picture the front track is 
it's got to be a foot and a half wider than the backtrack. It's that's outrageous. Um, it's outrageous. Hold on, picture stupid picture again. There's I'm watching it. There's the camera again. Um, it's sort of handsome. Whoa. So it's a two seater. They staggered the humans. Yeah, they have so to because they can not, overlap the shoulders. Yeah, not it's, really wide enough for two people. Yeah, that's like how the, narrow it McLaren is. The McLaren F1 trick. Mm-hmm. The upholstery looks nice. The interior is stunning. Yeah, it's it looks all of really these cool. different. Like Why did they only make two hundred of these. Well, because I don't think they would have been able to sell that much more. Okay, cool. there you can see how <laughs> tiny it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it looks like a shoe. It. I mean, I, what I love this is future, 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 past, future. I mean, the whole idea was how do you get the most you know efficient powertrain in the world and well kind of tesla figured that out and beat volkswagen um so all right that will show some more of it but there you can see just how tiny it is i mean it's an itty bitty little thing yeah um it's huge once you're in like got a tremendous amount of room because even with the passenger, overlapped yeah i can reach i mean i can easily reach the door on the right side but there's no passenger there they're sort of behind there um it's like uh, two-thirds of a mclaren f1 it's exactly exactly what it was with one billionth of the engine but it did do oh that's uh, healthy. Yeah. That's more than 100 miles an hour. It's 103 miles an hour. It's what limited. What track did you go to? It's limited. I was on um, Sonoma's quarter mile track. It did that in a quarter mile. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's you know, a quarter mile. Electro- you, yeah, you that's fast. Hit the, you did the 74 quarter mile. horsepower. Damn. <laughs> quarter Fuck, mile. The, fucker did that in eighth mile and I had plenty of time to slow down. Just shut up. Stop asking questions. But 103 miles an hour um is what it's it's limited apparently to 99 but it showed 166 and it was not really going to go that much more quickly than that but it did it Mm. um over the course of the 100 miles or so that i put on it it averaged three liters per 100 kilometers so about 75 miles per gallon that's impressive considering you did a lot of quarter mile runs presumably a couple of them a couple of them um but yeah this is such a ph thing to do i mean the mclaren f1 the whole uh, i'm sorry jesus christ I'm looking at the seats and thinking about McLaren. What the fuck was in that Mucinex? That's what's going on. <laughs> I think I was took it the, just an unlabeled pill, and I, you were like, "This is probably Mucinex." Oh, like this. That's what's going on. I'm dumb from the from the Mucinex. Is that a side just effect? Gotta, just go to sleep over here. Um, you know, the the whole point of the Veyron was that Ferdinand Piëch wanted to flex the muscles of the Volkswagen Group. I mean, this man. We will do an episode on him one day, maybe. <laughs> he i mean he invented quattro he invented the five-cylinder engine i mean he's just behind just accomplishment after accomplishment after accomplishment in the auto industry and the veyron was i want a car that does 400 kilometers an hour suck it in Do flip-flops it. i mean like as opposed to well you've told this related this story before about how it needed to go faster than what was it 253 miles an hour because that was what the peugeot mm. did at le mans yeah. in 1989 but it, it unseated that. the 917 yeah. and the point was that in order to go that fast that it that he had done it in a race car and that in the veyron you could do that you know you could roll out of bed and do it in flip-flops if you mm-hmm. wanted to just to, to highlight how far technology had progressed in the ensuing i don't know what is that 15 years well and if you're gonna if you're gonna beat somebody else's record and you can do it by you know this purpose-built race car did 402 or whatever it was at 401 and he needs to do 402 you can say all right i'm going to beat it or i'm going to beat it in the most comfortable well-built exactly. beautiful amazing thing and that was ph that was just what he did and this i believe the original xl1 was tandem seating I, it was mm. was even narrower um and if i remember i have not had a chance to do any research which I'm, i apologize to the audience because normally i would do but no time this was a surprise um the a yesterday surprise 
uh, yesterday I surprised. I mean, this just happened. <clears throat> I haven't even gone through the photos yet. These are just random iPhone uh, pics. But the um, the whole idea was it was tandem and it was a diesel. And then I think they went to a wider sort of semi-tandem thing with the hybrid, with a plug-in hybrid, and then hit the target. Um, but you know, in typical PI style, like you get in this thing and you're like, okay, this is not a concept. Like this whole yeah, car was like a, a science experiment. car. Yeah. Like the whole thing was basically a science experiment. And any other company and any other person other than Ferdinand Piech would have said, all right, well, we made it. We did it. Fuck you. Goodbye. Now he was like, no, we're going to put it in production and it's going to be spectacular. And it is that. I mean, look at those seats. There's there's a lot of off the shelf stuff like those. The tachometer looks very uh, beetle like new beetle. Mm hmm. Yeah, a lot of this HVAC and mm -hmm. shifter. and That's like polo and golf and stuff. Like, it's all kind of familiar stuff. But the center consoles, carbon fiber, yeah, exposed. Yeah, the dash. Mm -hmm. The materials are this sort of textured, rubberized stuff. It's a beautiful, beautiful, well-crafted interior. You can tell it's, like, handmade. The stitching everywhere. It's just absolutely... So they could only sell 200 of these? They only did sell 200. I don't know what the I demand was like. They, I mean, but I wonder what they tooled to produce. Like if, if there had been massive demand, how many they could have made. I, I kind of wonder, look, it has limited appeal. It's got no back window. It's got a, it's got quite a big, bigger trunk than my Lotus probably. Um, well, I couldn't figure out how to get a huge achievement. Open. It's a tiny car. It's 140 something inches long. I think it's really little and it gets 280 miles per gallon or some. 75 when it I seems it. like a good way to drive across the country these days i give these guys a lot of credit no wonder he wound up in the hospital <laughs> i mean seriously the okay so the the bad on the car is the air conditioning on full black it does have ac it's got subaru svx style windows so like windows yeah, yeah. within with windows. windows yeah that when they're open mclaren f1 style windows sorry mclaren f1 seating position and windows um at 60 miles an hour you can't have them open like the buffeting is oh the helicopter effect it's a helicopter with like three turbos on it because instead of the normal like like three hertz buffeting it's like a 10 hertz buffeting never heard that before but it's like your brains will explode so the windows will be closed the air conditioning on full blast on a 77 degree day was barely enough to keep it comfortable like every time we open the door we're like oh it's it's cooler outside um mm. and the mirrors do take some getting used to for sure but the doors like cameras yeah i'm sorry the camera mirrors the camera replacement for the mirrors um other than that i mean everything else is really good really genuine oh road noise huge amounts of road noise like, why is that probably no sound ending you have a carbon so carbon is a plastic carbon fiber reinforced plastic and they resonate so you get it's basically a box that just amplifies it's like a kazoo you're on the inside of a kazoo <laughs> carbon chassis cars tend to be loud and this is the loudest one i've ever been i mean the engine's not loud but just road roar mm. no wind noise even at 166 kilometers an hour none well you would how would you have known given the road noise yeah but i mean it's it, you definitely notice the absence of any wind noise like there's just nothing hmm. no engine i mean the engine is super relaxed it barely usually goes over to two three thousand rpm it really sounds like a broken rocker it's all you hear hmm. um no turbo noises because no, no turbo, turbo. Mm -hmm. um so the idea is you would be able to charge it on a wall charger to it's five and a half kilowatt hours and which would give you 30 miles of range or something like that and then you know it can switch into hybrid mode the charger apparently does it drive the wheels conventionally or is it like a planetary toyota system for 
It's a hybridage. seven speed dual clutch with probably just a motor on the output shaft. I don't okay. Know. So it's not like a Prius in the sense that the motor is like being a generator. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it doesn't. I mean, the motor can definitely generate stuff. Like if you let it sitting idle, you can watch the battery percentage go up. But it's uh, no, it's a seven speed, not a not an ECVT. Um, and so most of the time that I was driving at low speeds, engines off and using battery power, but then hit the gas and it wakes up or hit the diesel pedal and it wakes up. Mm-hmm. Um, what about tires? Special tires? One fifteens on Ooh. the front. And the, the crazy thing is That's the thing narrower actually turns. Than, uh, narrower than motorcycle tires. They look, I wish I had that picture of it. I think they're 115. They're either 105 or 115s. They are, I mean, easily you can wrap your hands around the tread and then down the sidewalls into the rims. They're tiny. Let's see if there's a better picture of that in here. I kind of doubt it. Eh, you can barely see it there. They're, they look like uh, space savers. Yeah, they, that's what exactly what they look like. And the rears are apparently 145s, but they're so inset you can't see them. Is it? It's rear wheel drive. It's rear wheel drive. The thing was, I mean, it, filthy, but that, that kind of sounds like an insult. It had just driven cross country. So the first thing I did when I, I brought it home, I washed it, I vacuumed the whole interior, cleaned the whole car up. I'm like, I'm not going to take pictures of a dirty car and say everyone needs to donate to charity, which is coming, by the way, because you're all going to be donating to the charity. This guy wound up in the hospital on an Alzheimer's run. That's... Mm cool i mean it's not cool for him but it's like we need to reward this sort of behavior of people doing cross-country drives after importing something like that for a museum so you know think about the heroics here he lives in ireland he's yeah you left that bit out yeah he lives in ireland he was part of live in ireland and they i don't know what the deal is between them and lane but anyway this car lives at the lane and just does a bunch of publicity stuff and he's like well fine i'll drive it from new york to san francisco wait so how is it legally here I don't know. Show and display, probably. Hmm. I mean, it's got Tennessee something plates on it. Um, I don't ask any questions. They I just look very them. legitimate, but I it's. Mean, le- I mean, it's like, legit. Not, they look legal, but not permanent. Is what they I meant are. To say. Like they're some sort of distributor plate or something. I don't know, whatever it was. We can see the back of it. Um, but what just cool look. look <laughs> this is me getting struck by lightning. I'm all parked in front of a church. <laughs> um, yeah. Complete no, but this is a church-friendly car. It gets lots of MPGs. It does right? You can't you can't do that in a, I don't know. Choose your nine mile per gallon car. And it has a diesel particulate filter. Oh, good. So it is actually a clean diesel. Ooh. I wanted to VW po- certified. I wanted to park it in a gate so I could say here's diesel, diesel gate. gate. Yeah, yes. but I just think it's it, it's this car is not about the fact that it's diesel. No, I mean if you if you're using that little fuel, then the it's particulate impacts yeah. are lower I it suppose. does have a uh, it was on empty so it was in the red the needle was in the red and i pulled over to a fuel station and i filled it up and it took 2.6 gallons <laughs> wow <laughs> and then showed a range of 270 kilometers like that's the joke wow. it's so awesome that's um pretty cool but a hell of a car to spend you know six thousand kilometers or you know 3500 miles driving cross country it's uh well and all of the baggage is going inside of it and no the humans. i mean there's there's actually there's a trunk space I mean, there's there's a significant trunk. I do have a picture of it somewhere, but um, maybe that'll be an insert. Sorry, Paolo. Um, but I, I mean, the, there is a trunk. So the joke is that the charger runs off of UK power, right? So it's, it's you know, this is, I think, at Europe. So it's, it runs off of 240 mm-hmm. with a European plug, and it's not waterproof. So that's speaking of like, well thought out. Yeah, the guys were, I'm like, only the fucking Germans. You know, probably the idea is you would have that installed at your house because, it you know, all all modern evs and plug-in hybrids have a charger on board this is a big box that looks like it would fill up half the trunk 
Um, so they just drove it in hybrid mode, cross country. Um, hmm. I did not ask what MPGs they got, nor did I ask what speeds they were going. But it's really not louder at 85 than it is at 50. It's just road road sort of roar. Hmm. But look at that wiper. It's yeah. got one wiper. It looks like the front of a train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neat, neat car. It's a shame they didn't sell more of them. Can't imagine how it would have done in the U.S. I, I mean, it wouldn't it have would passed have crash. <laughs> uh, probably not. It does have an airbag. I mean, this is, again, that you get in the car and... You hit the button, it starts, it's got a display that tells you what's going on, and it's just a normal car. Like, this is only Piaget would have done this, where everything functions exactly as you'd expect. It does have that Garmin, it doesn't like have a built-in radio, but it's got a, that that Garmin display thing, which is built in, and that has a FM radio in it. There's got to be a, I think there, yeah, there's that Garmin thing on the dash. And that, so there are volume controls below the HVAC controls. There's volume and then, you know, lock and unlock and whatever. It, it just functions like a normal. Like this a normal is a very like car. Volkswagen approach, which is we're going to take everything that currently exists and do a really good job of it as opposed to like revolution. Right. Right. I mean, it's the, simultaneously the, revolutionary and also not revolutionary. Well, they, they, the, the technology to make or, you know, everything involved in making a car that gets 250 miles per gallon is revolutionary. But they're like, but why should people have to suffer through a science experiment? Let's make a beautifully crafted interior. The suspension tuning's good. It handles well. The steering is unassisted. It's great. Really? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, it, it's, but like the stocks, it's so ridiculous to me that a, a fucking, you know, for example, if let's imagine Fiat Group had said... <laughs> sorry i just imagined fiat group and then i laughed when i imagined fiat group i love how you just like there is not even a we don't even have to imagine fiat group doing anything you just just have to laughing (laughs) okay but seriously imagine ferrari says we're gonna we're gonna break a record it's not gonna be in a full like whatever whatever record they were due they would just go for the record right and it would be so sort of like slipshod and thrown together and it would just be like okay it managed to do the record and now there's nothing left of it because it turned into dust afterwards and we should sweep the dust into a pile and put it in a museum right and then if they had to put it in production for that record to be a production car record what would that look like i mean they'd uh, they'd make johnny and yelly buy one well not johnny and yelly because he's thoroughly dead but you know luca de montezamolo they make somebody like who was not going to publicly pan the car buy one of them and then they're like look it's a production car we sold one of them and if they had to make 200 of them they would actually make 40 of them and stash them in five different locations and cheat on that yes and, and make like board members buy them and promise never to turn them on well and it would and it would have an interior like i was hoping you'd go here on your own like an f40 mm. like that mm. f40 wasn't a record car was it it was never supposed to break any records but if you if they get in that interior look the car's fabulous the car's amazing. i mean i think that's part of the appeal of the car is that the interior is made of velcro right but it's awesome but you see the difference between you know like okay we're just going to cobble this into it's a carbon fiber thing and we're just going to cobble it together and the interior just needs to function versus that which is like a full production spec like best interior in the world only ps would do I mean, yeah, if you could run the numbers on this, it would make absolutely no sense to have done this. But if you run the numbers on anything that Piech did during this era, then <clears throat> it doesn't make sense. I wonder if they lost more money on this than they did in the Veyron. Hmm. I mean, this sold for 100,000 euro. Oh, oh, stop it with that reaction. It gets 280 miles per gallon, according to the you know testing. It's yeah, 0.9 but, liters per 100. Yeah, but... 120 grand. Gr- let, me t- let me tell you something, sir. You could drive around... 
in a Lamborghini that was on fire with a stripper on top of it and wouldn't get half the attention this does. You want to be an attention whore? Hundred grand. Um, erm, erm, yeah. I, Look at that. Uh, wow, a hundred thousand euros. Hundred thousand euro. Yeah. Oh no wonder they only sold two hundred of them. <laughs> Did they even sell them all? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Hundred grand. 100 okay. Grand. But I, I, I genuinely, I, I, th- I'm, you're I'm gonna say this. And I'm going to regret saying it. This is the only automatic car that I've considered buying in the last five years. I mean, how much did you actually consider buying this car? Slash, you already own an automatic, which you didn't just consider I buying. I don't have an it. automatic. I have a one-speed, non-transmissible electric car. <laughs> Where's that picture of the e-golf? I love this. I just love how tiny it is compared to the... I mean, that's the thing. Aero drag is all about... Frontal area. Frontal area times coefficient of drag. That is neither. Yes. Yes. There isn't a shadow of an idiot in the right hand corner. Um, but yeah. Where is it next to the eagle? <laughs> the thing is tiny. But look, if it was, if I had 100 grand Somebody, laying around for, yeah, I think they're worth like 100, 100, between like 70 and You could never get it in the US though. Oh, whatever. Um, how many MPG does the, the golf get? One. The last car I averaged 121 MPGE equivalent. Um, this car I'm averaging about 100. And I do drive this car harder than I drove. Well, yeah, that's a function of the wheels and tires. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, hmm, you know, look, the e golf is a real thing, right? I got, it's funny. I got, so I drove the e golf to the hospital where I picked up the XL1. And uh, when I got back into the e golf, I'm like, this is a real car. Like, it's got power steering, it's got air conditioning that works, it's got suspension that, you know, it's it's a miniature Rolls Royce. You know this about Mark Sevens. But no one looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's worth, let's see, an e golf is worth $25,000 today. So that's worth. Bump it up. Um, We're on camera here. Oh, sorry. 38. $125,000. <laughs> oh, so they cost the same thing. Yeah, same thing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the the people's reactions was, was kind of the best part and the worst part of the XL1. Well, yes, it's like anything interesting when you drive around in it and people are like, you are going to drive into me because yeah. you're taking a picture instead of operating a motor vehicle. This car did get hit, apparently, early on in its life by someone taking a picture of it who didn't see a traffic jam coming up and just swerved into it. Um, uh, I don't I don't know the details. Apparently it wasn't hurt badly, but it was. There were seven... It's so funny watching because people are either like no 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 nah, or like <clears throat> it's one or the other. Really? And one. How there does was, anyone not react to that? Because they're like in their own little world, you know, Northern California people. You <sighs> interacted with them on the way here to the studio this morning. He got I here. He was all, quite violent. Hope they all die. Um. Um. Okay. So that's. <laughs> No, don't act surprised. That sounds like something you, I would say. You've said, yeah, I, was I say, say it all the said, time. Said far worse things. Okay, so you, uh, hmm, that's the problem with driving around in something that attracts right. a lot of attention, uh, no matter one, what it is. It was one chick in a Chevy Spark EV. Who, um, I, I think she broke her neck. I mean, I heard ambulance sirens afterwards. She was just mouth agape, like as we drove. Did by. anyone know what it was? No one. No one knew. What it no was. one knew. What is that? Is that a new Volkswagen? No, it's an old Volkswagen. It, it, what you know and that's only if they could see the enormous vw badges all over it the otherwise it's probably not that big but the car is little yeah, so the badge true. looks big. look at it it looks half the size of the, yes. the badge <laughs> um yeah what a ride this one this one the steering wheel is like five degrees off off center and so it needs it my guess is this is mechanic jason speaking it needs to have the uh the steering wheel centered and then the 
yeah, ABS and ESC uh, like recalibrated. So on left hand bends, as soon as you turn in, you hear this ABS pump on. And it's like nibbling at the front wheels going, what the fuck is going on? Right hand bends, slid around everything, no problem. So, um, but, so I could only judge its handling on right hand right bends. <laughs> no idea what the, what the, you know, tire, tire pressure situation is. Like I just got in and drove it. Does it have grip? It's got quite a lot of grip. I mean, I got a little squeal out of, you know, tires, but at a pace that was Eight. on our closed course. Um, yeah. No, it's it's quick. It, I mean, it's quicker on, you know, on back road. It, it actually On handles. a back road. I took it on the back road, of course. Uh, and I, what would you compare it to on the back road in terms of competence or pace? Oh, I don't think it's like, you know, it's not like Miata quick. But it it generated e enough. <laughs> no not with those tires on it yes i mean the e-golf pulls 1.07 g this is probably i don't know 0.90 that was world beating in i mean pretty damn good for something with ago. bicycle tires on it um and you know no track in the back i there's one shot that we're gonna have to get an insert sorry we're gonna have to get an insert on that one where it's just a straight shot and you can see that the track in the rear is like half of the track of the front it's amazing that the thing turns at all um, yeah, I mean, how, does shouldn't that adversely affect handling? You would and think, grip? yeah. Um, but Is it, so it assy? <laughs> I don't know. N never asked on me. Also, it's got non-defeatable stability control. Probably for the better when I'm driving somebody else's actual museum piece while he's in the hospital. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. But what a... So, by the way, this... Um, if you guys are interested, and in you should be interested because this guy's really doing God's work here, um, please go visit, check out the also on Twitter um and this is a if you can scan you might even be able to scan your screen if we zoomed in on that or some some technology with whatever but you should be able to donate um to these guys and every penny collected goes straight to alzheimer's research i haven't found out i did not bother asking what alzheimer's research i think the fact that they're taking this car cross country just to raise funds for a medical condition only to have a medical condition tells me they get my money Right. Um, and they should get yours too. We should support this kind of stuff. Especially, look, you can say, I'm I'm raising money. Or you can ship a fucking XL1 to the United States and drive it from New York to San Francisco for the hell of it. I mean. And raise money to benefit someone else while you sit in the hospital. And when was the last time you did anything that nice hyphen? Never. Definitely. Right. Why would you? You're not nice. Um, yeah. Such a cool car. Going doors. I would have one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even at 120? yeah hmm. i mean i still want a. have you ever driven a first gen insight honda insight no okay three cylinder mm -hmm. manuel yeah, transmission um very much the same sort of vein but you know I, this is a perfect thing we always say like you know americans invent something and then the germans make it work and then the japanese make it reliable this is kind of slightly out of order but like there was the gm ev1 and then which was kind of a fully electric but and that by that definitely the I Musinex. can tell you're making this up as you go yeah. along. Of course. And I'm also like dumb from the Musinex. Um <laughs> so meanwhile, some doctor in the comments gonna be like, uh, if Musinex DM, there's nothing in there that makes you stupid. It's just, you know, you're being stupid. Um but yeah, I mean this very much in the same vein as an EV1, but they sold these to the public and then hello GM didn't take them back and crush them. There's a couple of EV1s still extant floating around peterson has one peterson museum in la has one right apparently the phone number still works there's a phone number on the side that um 
says call this for like roadside assistance. Mm. It now is, I think, for the Chevy Bolt and Volt or whatever. But the oh, phone cool. number that you, the GM EV phone number still functions. How sad is it that I, as a child, called a Chevy customer assistance so often that I still remember 1-800-222-1020, which was Chevy customer did you even have a Chevy? I did. We had a 75 Chevy Impala wagon, VIN mm-hmm. 1L35U511739855. When I was a kid, um, it, we, have, we had a country home like outside of New York in the middle of nowhere. And that was our like shitbox to run dump runs. And it had a 400 cubic inch V8. And it was green with green vinyl on the inside. And it was terrible. And that was like going to be my first car. Like I was going to take that when I turned 16. And I would call. And you could call this number. And I would give them the VIN. And they would tell me the specs. It was an LT5 and they would, you know, this displacement with this 185 horsepower and 305 pound-feet of torque. How is it that I remember this 35 years later? How many years? How old am I? 30 years later. That's crazy. But 15, a mere five years later. Um, why did you call so often if the information was always the same? Because I always think of new things like what's the compression ratio? They could tell you anything about these cars. They could look up by your VIN. person sitting there. Doing nothing, crying, waiting for my phone call. Just so they could help me with my, you know. Uh, does the phone wagon. number still work? The last I tried it, which was probably about 10 years ago, yes. Really? Yeah. Well, you know what's going to happen now. These oh God, they're going to get inundated. Inundated with idiots. By our three by listeners. Our, <laughs> um, the only three listeners that care enough to make a toll-free telephone call. You know what I did discover is that Mazda still does this, actually, because when I was uh, used Miata shopping and you see a car and you're like, does this car have LSD or not? You call the As number. As acid? What? Limited slip differential. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on drugs. Um, you you call uh, Mazda. I mean, I'm not faced by this. Uh, on we go. Um, you call the number and you're like, does this VIN have LSD? Because that's like an important make or break. If you're looking at some random classified for a car that's halfway or all of the way across the country. And they'll be like, yes, it does have LSD. And it also has Bilstein's or whatever. To be certain they will tell you whether it originally correct did. they correct. don't know if someone's ripped it out like correct I tele- mean, yes, full this telematics is like the <laughs> situation where you rent your car out on Turo. did you know that this happened the guy had a that uh we know maybe had an m235 and it, somebody rented it on Turo and it came back with base model brakes <laughs> that's a really good scam this i mean is, that's terrible that's <laughs> also the people do it with u-hauls also you rent a u-haul and you get like a box van and you take the big motor out of it and put it in your you know half ton pickup and you do a motor swap and you're taking the u-haul for you've never heard of this scam no. people, and then they return it think with of the, this i only pretend to be evil that's a really good one I should yeah so that. that happens with the u-hauls because they all have the six liters in them or whatever the hot motor is for the <laughs> chevys so anyway you are never borrowing any of my cars because i could see the joy on the no, on no, no. i mean i think it's terrible i do i genuinely do think it's terrible if you're if you're throwing out a, an m235 and it comes back with 228 brakes on it like who the fuck does that? That's like a really dreadful human thing to do, especially. It is a terrible thing to do. Here, I I kind of have a theory that all is fair in love and rental cars, and I've done very very unchristian things one to thing rental cars. If it's a corporate entity that you're fucking, and another thing if it's like some dude who's put his car on Turo so that he can afford to have a car that he otherwise couldn't or. I mean, you've seen the Tercel jump shot. There's an insert, the Tercel three feet in the air. So this is a friend of mine. Yeah, but that's owned by listen. Hertz. It was owned by her, uh, Avis. Budget? One of them, whatever. Somebody whom I didn't care about. All of this was really funny until my mom opened a car rental business. 
Mm. And then when the first Jackass came out, we were all watching it. And it was it the first one or whatever, one of the first one of the Jackass movies where they rented a car and they fucking destroyed it and returned it basically like in a box. And my sister and I were howling and my mother was just red in the face and like, that's not funny. And we're like, that's fucking amazing. And she was like, that's really not funny. Because of course that happened to her all the time. People destroy the car. And when you're, she lived on an island, it was, you know, a little small business. And when when you buy that $500 damage, what's that, collision damage waiver, CDW thing, basically that was 500 bucks that she would put in the bank in a bank account as a sort of insurance policy, but there was no actual insurance. So, I, you know, people would come there, pay the 500 bucks, just take these cars off road, jump them, throw them in the ocean, do whatever the fuck they wanted with it. And then she was out of car. Mm. So it was an actual real thing. And so, you know, of course, my sister and I are like tearing, poor, hysterical laughing. And she, the more we laugh, the more she's like, this is not funny. Someone owns that car. I'm like, it's probably her. It's fuck them. <laughs> she's like, it's probably not her. It's some. Yeah. Anyway, a little insight into my poor mom. <laughs> okay. So. So the the moral of that story is you should only destroy ruin rental. rental cars owned by corporate entities. Or if you need a limited slip differential, you call Mazda about a car parked on the street. You jack it up and you steal the diff. Wait, no, that's that's, no, that's bad. the opposite. <laughs> that's the opposite of the bad. lesson we're trying yeah. to teach. Yeah, because you know what happens then? Karma, karma kicks in, and the car falls on you and kills you. This happened. I get oh well, catalytic, catalytic converter, converter thefts. thefts. Yeah. Right. Seriously, I, I constantly get these like police citizen next door whatever the fuck updates about like catalytic converter th- thief squished to death by another Prius, and I was like, yes, it happens all the time. Well, that is the administration of justice. I mean, can you imagine like on your headstone, like you were squished by a Prius? Hmm. Well, that be- would be very just for those people. I, mean, I think I- that's unforgivable. Also. Oh, I think no, the crime is unforgivable, but I think the the punishment is perfect. Yes. squished by a Prius. Yeah, it is justice. You know, there are many. There's a long list of things I don't want to die doing. I'm not, you know, I'm not getting hit by a Kia. Like, sorry, not going out like that. <laughs> the idea is squished by a Prius. On that topic, be sure to a, check out the Wikipedia article entitled "Death During Consensual Sex." What? That's a real thing. It's a, it's a real Wikipedia article. Why would you know this? There's a great it. account on Instagram called uh, Depths of Wikipedia. And uh, they, I mean, she posts all this random shit from the dark corners of Wikipedia. Uh, and it's all just outrageously funny. This is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you have an IQ of 240,000. And and you need to find stimula- stimulus in a world full of card dash, whatever the f- so stupid people. There's a lot of... I mean, the account is widely followed. I'm not the only one. So don't try and marginalize my enthusiasm. I'm for... trying to uh, celebrate your intelligence mm. and your lack of a social life. Yes. Maybe those things are correlated. Anyway. You used a word that would seem to... Reinforce, reinforce that? Reinforce okay. <laughs> uh, Anything else to cover this episode? Um, Other than the fact that we will never do a P episode? Yes, we've covered that already. And you need a um, an XL1. I could have another Volkswagen. I'm shocked to hear you say that. I, I'm interested in experiencing. I bet it's really freaking cool. It was really fucking cool. It was really. I wish. I, I honestly. This is my official request to the Lane Museum. Send it back out here. Let me do a revelations on it. Hmm. I mean, I. So there is some guy that's flying in tomorrow, and apparently I'm picking up at the airport. I, I'm very nice, and I offered to pick him up from the airport and possibly put him up at my house. So if I get murdered, you know why? I don't know who this person is. But anyway, there's a guy coming in to drive it back to Nashville. And I'm shouldn't kinda, that guy be you? No, God, I don't want to deal with that shit. 
I have too much other crap to do. But I do. I really would love to research this car more and do some do an episode on it because wow, what a thing! Hmm. What a thing! I mean, I did once drive an Insight that had two hundred eighty something thousand miles on it, and it had a seventy four point six mile per gallon lifetime. Hmm. Um, Not economy. bad. It's a three cylinder. Three cylinder with VTEC. No, I don't think it does. I think it only revved to like five grand. Mm. It was like a manual. Like you think, oh, triple manual. It's going to be like a Honda Beat. No. Um, yes, I re- I know that there's like a sort of rabid enthusiast following for the manual ones, but I, I would that- I could, that's that's on my lo- short list. Really? I mean, but if I had to choose between a, a first gen Insight and an EV1, I mean, EV1 one has, isn't that? Oh, I'm sorry, no, 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 XL1 lead acid batteries or something. The late the first gen, then they were updated to nickel metal hydride. Mm. Yeah, they never got like uh, lithium ion. It predates that technology. Um, but no, a, like a volkswagen xl1 like a carbon two-cylinder diesel like so you're just going to tell people that you have a hybrid car with dihedral doors and a carbon chassis yeah mid-engine offset mid-engine yeah people are going to be like oh you got a p1 (laughs) no not quite that's Uh, what i just did this with the beat to somebody last week they're like oh what'd you get i'm like well i bought a honda product that's a it goes to a 8500 rpm, RPM mid engined five speed manual transmission pininfarina uh, designed 90s Honda. And they're like, Oh my god, you bought a, a three liter NSX. I'm like, No, no, it's even cooler than that. Well, that wasn't designed by pininfarina anyway. What? What was the NSX? Yes, it was the NSX was designed by pininfarina. Yes, it was no, yes, really. We're gonna just keep saying no and I'll keep saying yes, yes, or we could like solve Wait. it with the internet yeah no but it, i believe it was ah, that original that's, one. that's why it's so beautiful that's not something that i came across so but i think there's a controversy about this i think it was a controversy uh, controversy so apparently the beat which was designed by pininfarina was done by a gentleman from eastern europe i believe like hungarian or something um he designed it full on contract for Pininfarina. Pininfarina took credit for it, and then, like twenty years later, was like, "By the way, we subbed it out." Um, the, the beat. The since you were all asking, since you're all asking, the NSX, the original NSX concept was a joint effort between Pininfarina and Honda, and then I think Honda bought out the rights to the design and changed it slightly, hmm. refined it. But it's a Pininfarina design. God, I'm going to get crucified in the comments if I got that wrong. I didn't know that. that. How is it possible you know everything? I don't know. Walking 94-year-old encyclopedia, 95-year-old encyclopedia. Well, you know, stuff has to fall off periodically <laughs> due Rust, to my... Rust and fall off. Due to my dementia. That's really not funny. I'm so <laughs> stupid right now from that. Mucinex. From the Mucinex. I feel like I For have sure. dementia. Okay, well... So more importantly, um, we will put the link and we'll put a card here. Please go donate to the Alzheimer's uh, research. I think these guys did a great thing. And the fact that they just were like, hey, go spend a day with this car and go have fun. Something good might as well come from, you know. Your amusement. Well, no, him being in the hospital. Something. Oh. Yeah. No, I had plenty of amusement. Your amusement in the XL1. I'm kind of mad that my holiday weekend was destroyed with work. I mean, I took a camera in a car and I photographed it. it was, that's work. Sounds <laughs> sounds just to be dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> sounds absolutely dreadful. Go to also to the to the Lane Museum. I do need to yeah. hit the Lane Museum. We need to point. do, okay, there's another thing. Here's our official request to Lane. Can we record a curmudgeon show at the, could you oh. imagine? 
Oh my god, it would be like forty episodes. It would be forty one. hours each. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. They and have the coolest cars. They have a, I think they have a Beat Six Sixty there. They mm. have the coolest shit in that museum. Yeah, and they're like not afraid of stacking vehicles on vehicles on vehicles. They have this hilarious photo of like a large tow truck with a smaller tow truck with it. Never mind. This is the kind of thing that we would all do if we had a museum full of weird shit, and they do it. So I appreciate them for that. I think we also volunteered to do a Carmudgeon episode at Radwood. Ah, uh, yeah, we did somehow got roped into that. Uh, so that's happening in July. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. I always I think enjoy we're me at Radwood. Radwood is, you know, it's amazing. It's the best car show in the Part world. Part of the Haggerty Not Podcast Network. Podcast Network? Not podcast, not, not podcast. Haggerty um, Radwood is now part of Haggerty. Yeah, mm-hmm. we bought them. I would have done an episode there anyway. I mean, I think I've done live podcast at Radwood before we became. This is the weird thing about being the Haggerty in the Haggerty podcast slash universe. Um, is I've been a customer forever. <laughs> I did all kinds of Haggerty events before, and they keep buying things <laughs> that you're doing associated. anyway. Yeah, and so like I, I, I love when people are like, "You're only saying that because they pay." No, no, I was saying that for 15 years beforehand. They just keep buying all the good shit. Leave some stuff for Grundy, guys. Who? Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got to do the Calmele, too, speaking of. Oh, that's right. That's You, as a now participant in the Haggerty, a creator in the Haggerty Podcast Network, should probably get a free ticket for the California Mele, which is another Haggerty-owned property. I just need a car, car from 1957 or earlier. You can drum one up. You can steal one from somebody. Borrow it. Mm. Isn't that what you do? You live in like old car world and you just take people's cars. Like, I'll be right back and go put a thousand miles on back road rally on it. I have only ever done that once. <laughs> Are you talking about <laughs> that? It was owned by Porsche. Speaking of people abusing rental cars. Yes, he yeah. did. We have video of a creek crossing. And I, a, I washed it before I returned it. It was going to take a lot more than washing to undo the. The, the contract the, also said I could put up to a thousand miles on it. And I put 988 miles on it. I was well within the confines of. Defined by the contract. A Macan two liter <laughs> yes. loaner car on right. a rally that you put together. You should be ashamed of yourself. That was a good move. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. Uh, all right. So this was episode 55 of the Carmudgeon Show, which is part of the Haggerty Podcast Network. My name is Jason Camisa, and your name is? Derek Tam hyphen Scott. God, you, you learned. Finally. Have your parents actually started accepting the fact that you're, you're hyphenated? I mean, I think they originated it. But did they say it out loud? Oh, no. Like when you popped out, your mom was like, I will name him Derek Tam hyphen Scott. Undoubtedly. Okay, good. Glad to hear it. All, All right. right. Join us next week. episode 56. Until episode 56, where we'll talk about something. That we will figure out about. between now and then. Well, it'll be about cars, right? Uh, presumably. Then we can say with great, great certainty, episode 56 will be great because it'll be all about cars. cars. Do you want to clap again? No. Can I do it? Yes. Thank <laughs> you.